It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 438 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Frozen Treasure Goblins. It is December 15, 2023, and this is Jen. I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'm going to start with an article on Game Developer written by Chris Kerr about Microsoft. It's titled, Microsoft Incorporates Contract Workers into ZeniMax Union, comma, offers some full-time roles. So here's a little bit from this article. Microsoft has agreed to incorporate 77 contract workers into the ZeniMax Workers United CWA Union. The Communication Workers of America, CWA, which helped ZeniMax staff unionize back in January, said the move will help establish a, quote, new pathway to collective bargaining for contractors, end quote, in the video game industry. The ZeniMax Workers United-CWA union represents over 300 Q&A employees within the Microsoft subsidiary and will now include some contract staff. Notably, 23 of the 77 contract workers that are being welcomed into the union will be converted into full-time employees, resulting in a 22.2% pay increase. I'm not sure how much of that means. I don't know what they're being paid to begin with, but, you know, more pay is good, right? Quote, the remaining 54 workers will receive an immediate 15.3% pay increase from $18 an hour to $20.75 an hour and be hired as temporary employees once negotiations conclude and the collective bargaining agreement is ratified. Reads a press release sent out by the CWA partner, The Worker Agency. Quote, other improvements for the workers include paid holidays and paid sick leave, which had previously only been available for workers in locations which mandate paid time off for illnesses. Each worker will also receive a free copy of Starfield, having previously contributed to the development of Bethesda's sprawling sci-fi RPG. It goes on from here quite a bit, but these are... These are good things, you know, you do want to be in a union. Unions protect you from terrible bosses and, you know, terrible bosses that don't care at all about their workers or don't want to give them any benefits or fight against them unionizing. You know, that's bad bosses. But in this case, it looks like people are getting help, um, you know, getting into the union and all that's a good thing. So that's, I just thought that was neat. You know, it's kind of an interesting way for things to go. Microsoft didn't necessarily have to have Zenimax put, you know, new people in a union, but they did, and I think that's I think that's best for everyone. In case you missed it, Blizzard posted about the Authenticator, and there's an article here from December 13, written by Blizzard Entertainment, that says, Migrate your Authenticator to the Battle.net mobile app, and it's got a picture here of three uh, Alliance guards just kind of staring out at you for some reason, so here's what you need to know. The time has come to migrate your authenticator from the old authenticator app to the new Battle.net app. If you are currently using the Battle.net 
Authenticator app. You must migrate to the new Battle.net battle.net mobile app by january 5th migrating your authenticator to the battle.net mobile app the authenticator feature is now available in the battle.net mobile app the old authenticator app will be removed from all app stores as early as january 1 2024 and will no longer be available for download players who migrate their authenticator will be able to continue using the battle.net mobile app to authenticate their account logins If you currently have your Battle.net Authenticator in the Battle.net Authenticator app, you must migrate to the new Battle.net mobile app by January 5th. After this date, we will begin removing the Authenticator from accounts which haven't migrated, reset passwords for affected accounts, and notify all affected players of the reset. Once you migrate to the new app, you can remove the Legacy Authenticator app from your device. Learn more in our support article. There's a link to that. Where can I get the Battle.net Authenticator? Don't have an Authenticator on your account? Download the free Battle.net mobile app for iOS or Android. Visit the Battle.net Authenticator article for more information or head to the setup page to get started after you've downloaded the app. As an additional bonus, when you add an Authenticator to your account, you'll find the always feisty and fiery Core Hound Pup in-game pet waiting for you. So that sounds a lot like Warcraft, right? Um, So there's some notifications. What are Battle.net phone notifications? Battle.net phone notifications let you perform certain account actions from your mobile phone, such as removing your authenticator, and can be set up to provide you with account activity notifications. All you need is a supported text-enabled cell phone to get started. There are going to be people who don't have that, or don't want that, or... Some people may be vision impaired or blind and not be able to read that on their own unless they've got like a they're unless they're they've got like Siri reading it to them or something. But I guess this could work. Uh, what can Battle.net phone notifications do for you? Unlock your Blizzard account, remove a lost authenticator, recover your account name, reset your password. In addition, you can turn on alerts to have text messages sent directly to your phone notifying you of certain kinds of account activity, like password changes and security feature additions or removals. These text messages are an easy way to help protect your account from unauthorized access and changes. Remember, you can further safeguard your account by never sharing your password, include or using in, unique passwords on each site you visit, and staying aware of potential email and phishing scams. For more information, you can look it up at the battle.net phone notifications thing and there's an faq it's a little bit more in here but that's kind of the idea and the core hound pup and extra bag slots are not available in world of warcraft classic games i would think people would understand that because we didn't have that i mean classic like i started playing in classic towards the end of it and you know there wasn't a core hound pup or extra bag slots or whatever so whatever at the bottom there's 165 comments that i probably don't really want to dig into but you get the idea the Diablo Immortal account on X, formerly known as Twitter, has been busy and it's been adding little creatures into Diablo Immortal for people to check out or encounter. There's a few of them in here that are new that I didn't uh, notice from in between now and the, the previous show. And one of them is called the Dusk Prowler. It is an avatar of mischief. Its calling is to cause trouble and amuse themselves. It's a kitty. 
It's a kitty striped like a zebra with glowing eyes and some kind of collar on it that's sort of a glowing blue color. It almost looks like, if you think of like what a stereotypical like clown in a circus would have, it's like that kind of ruffly collar thing. So there's that one. The description is, Introducing the Dusk Prowler, avatars of mischief who, may be- who many believe lurk in the shadows, ward off evil spirits, and escort the dead to lands beyond. They are capricious creatures and are just as likely to lead a desert wanderer to an oasis as to the den of a hungry beast. I talked about the Mergen one last time. It's sort of like a, one of those little flappy things. Um, can't remember, but it looks like one of those. It's like a fish sort of thing. Uh, there's also one I missed called the Skitter White. It is a winged tri- trickster, and its calling is to disguise itself and be catered to. This thing looks like a bug, basically. It is a bug with many little pokey limbs. It's got an oversized head with a glowing orb in the middle of it and a mouth that looks like a bug thing. And this is how it's described. Introducing the Skitter Rite, a denizen of the spirit realm that crosses over to Sanctuary to hatch its young. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why is it doing that in Sanctuary? Where did it come from? Is it really that bad and dangerous where it came from? Where Sanctuary seems safe? I don't know. This familiar's larva emits a hallucinatory aura and childlike cries, luring unsuspecting villagers who mistake them for abandoned children and care for them accordingly. Oh no! (laughs) There is, I think it's some Irish like folktale type things about the green children and that (laughs) this thing isn't quite green but it makes me think of that Um, and I think there's another one in here somewhere it's a little bit older though and I missed it when I was looking on uh, X recently so there's some new bosses in Sanctuary so here's a description of some of them it starts with meet the meet the bosses splintered souls which is going on Uh, that one of them is named uh, FIL, which makes it sound like maybe it was an angel at one time, considering the uh, nomenclature of the uh, angels used in the Diablo games, you know, Malthiel, all of that. Um, so, FIL is a knight of broken stone, a knight devoted to his inner light. FIL was attacked by a strange beast in the Dreadlands. It pierced his armor and he fell deathly ill, plagued by visions of madness and voices bound in agony. His faith was not enough to save him from becoming more beast than man. He now seeks only to dominate others and sows terror as he crosses the land. And he's kind of got like flaming crystal kind of things going on with him. There's another one, it's green. It's the Drepsa, D-R-E-P-S-A-I-G-H, Drepsa, I don't know how to say this. It is a blight spewer. Drepsa is a pustulant lumbering monster covered in undulating cancerous growths. This horrific facsimile of humanity was born in the underdeeps made by the power of creation run amok. He spews pestilence and bile and commands legions of mutilated beasts. And this thing is very much it's really weird. It's got several different faces and heads sort of on it. There is a head on the top of the body. There's a lot of like pustules things. There's a lot of tentacles. It's not quite Cthulhu, but it's sort of that type of thing. And then there's another one called uh, Pestial. 
an under-earth empress in the dark, vermin-infested caves below the Dreadlands. The Shardborn brought a voracious hive to heal when they introduced corrupted worldstone splinters to its queen. She is not one thing but many, and they are all vile and all hungry. Worse yet, she is not done being changed by the power of creation. Her most diabolical and beautiful form has yet to come. So this is a female-looking one with too many arms, and a bunch of different like spikes going across her. The bottom half of her body could be at first glance looking like a very old type of dress with a lot of layers, but no, it's like a bug thing with um, tentacles and stuff as well. She's got a long neck with like a collar around it possibly and a human face somewhere at the top of that. So that's what those are. If you run into them in Diablo 4, there are two more. One of them is Isia who is also a very female-looking character, Twofold Rebirth, the cobbler who would become the Twofold Rebirth, somehow endured the piercing, splintered storms of the Dreadlands for weeks, leaving her transformation into a shard-born unusually incomplete. The monstrous thing that now wears Asiya's skin welds the echo of her humanity like a weapon allowing her to control the minds of humans with a simple glance she is very very pale white has blood all over her some kind of cape-like thing and remnants of a dress and up the middle of her abdomen to her neck is a bunch of spiky bone things sticking out in ways that probably shouldn't be that way. There's a hood on her head. Her eyes are kind of shaded by that hood. She's got blood on her face and neck, and there's like these weird horn things also sticking out of her head. Interesting art, all of these. And the last one is El, El Sali, the shard heart, formerly a mage seeking to understand the nature of reality. El Sali discovered a small splinter of the world stone. In attempting to retrieve it, he pricked his finger. That was enough to end his life once. The risen Azali gave in to the promises of clarity about the world from a chorus of voices beckoning him. He took his place of power quickly, becoming a dominant voice in the chorus of the Shardborn and spreading his madness to others. This one is completely red. It has, of course, too many arms. It's got sort of like pauldrons and you know on the shoulders there and a little bit of armor. There's a belt with a glowing red eyes of some kind of masked thing. Um, some some fiery looking aspects here. I don't know what any of these do because I haven't played Diablo Immortal in quite a while and I haven't, I used to record them but I couldn't find a way to do that very well so I stopped. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the stuff. <laughs> that's the stuff in there. Uh, this article is from Blizzard Watch. It is about the Abattoir of Xur for Diablo 4. Um, and it's written by Liz Pat. So if you if you haven't gotten there yet, this is a useful article to check out to see how this works. I haven't gotten there yet. It was originally published on November of 2023, but was updated on December 5th of 2023. So that's a little bit closer. So here's a little bit about this. Announced during BlizzCon 2023, the Abattoir of Xur is a new themed endgame event for Diablo 4 Season 2, described as a grueling test to provide an additional challenge for endgame players. This dungeon is unique to the Season of Blood and ends with the season on January 23rd. Let's review everything we've learned about the upcoming Abattoir of Xur launching December 5th with patch 1.2.3. And it's, there's a lot in here. You may be playing it already as far as I know. Um, it's not something I think I'm going to go into because I'm pretty bad at large dungeons. And the reason I'm pretty bad at large dungeons is because I have a neurological disease that brings pain if I 
do certain things with my hands, like play an Xbox controller to do things, you know, stuff like that. So I don't think I'll be jumping into this, but there is a lot of information in here that kind of explains, you know, what you need to do and what it's like and this sort of thing. So I think that's probably useful for many of you. And everything I've talked about today is going into the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com. And you can find that probably every Saturday. Sometimes we miss a little bit, but I think we'll get this one done in time. There is a Diablo 2 classic ladder reset coming up on, and it's already done apparently, December 14. Today's the 15th. And uh, it's it's going to reset December 14, 2023 to Thursday, 5 p.m. PST. So that's probably already up now. This is on the Blizzard forums uh, with Pez Radar as community manager, who wrote this. The Diablo 2 Classic Ladder will be reset on Thursday, December 14th at 5 p.m. PST. We expect downtime to begin at 1 p.m. PST and last for four hours while work is done to reset the ladders. Servers and the ladder will be up and live at 5 p.m. PST on Thursday afternoon. Thank you, Diablo community team. So if you wondered why it was down and you couldn't access it, this is why, and it's probably back up now for sure. Wowhead has a really in-depth article about the Midwinter Blight stuff um it's actually written by medieval dragon and it's the title of this article is diablo 4 midwinter blight guide for season of blood season 2 now i've been playing this but i'm going to read you the articles first Midwinter Blight is a special holiday event in Diablo IV Seasonal Realms, centering on the activities of the red-cloaked horror and his festive demonic minions. Come to Fractured Peaks to experience all the joys and mayhem of this demonically delicious holiday season from December 12, 2023 through January 2, 2024. Earn currency to buy special cosmetic rewards and the extra special experience points Gillian's Brew. So here's some stuff. Midwinter Blight Overview. I'll probably just read you the overview. The red-cloaked horror and its mischievous blight fiends are relentlessly terrorizing the fractured peaks. Conquer midwinter blight monsters and activities to collect blighted fragments, lost heirlooms, and red-cloaked trophy event materials. Exchange event materials for midwinter proofs at the collection table in Kiovashad to upgrade the midwinter square and unlock a series of rewards. Use midwinter proofs to purchase limited-time events rewards from Gillian. Things we learned at BlizzCon 2023 Midwinter Blight only takes place in Fractured Peaks. Fractured Peaks has been enveloped in a storm, freezing out the locals. Fractured Peaks is eternally dark as the storm blocks out the sunlight. New horrors lurk in the shadows, preying upon the inhabitants. When is Midwinter's Blight active? Started on September 12th and on January 2nd. This limited time event happens every year. I think I have things to say about that. I like that it's going to be happening every year. But if it's going to be connected to a season, I think people will do it if they didn't get everything they wanted last time or if they wanted to run a different character class through it. I think that would work out just fine. Um, it's It could be done, I think. It's in an easy-to-get-to spot in Kiovashad. And um, I think that could work, but there's also going to be people who play Diablo 4 that don't care about the seasons and don't care about any of this and really wanted to do the Midwinter Blight event, but then they'd have to make a seasonal character and, you know. All right, so it starts in um, Kiovashad. There's a traveling bard named Gillian. Um, it's really hard to miss. If you go to the waypoint in Kiovashad and just go around the corner, you'll see it. So there's that. At the center of the Midwinter Square, we can find the Totem of Midwinter. The developer didn't want to spoil its significance, but hinted that the Totem of Midwinter plays a role in the event itself. Um, and it gives you some buffs. 
this kind of thing. How does Midwinter Blight work? If you haven't jumped in yet, there's still time. As players explore the fractured peaks, they will find sinister snowman structures known as frigid husks, which the Blight Fiends build as a tribute to their leader. These frigid husks are crafted with recently killed humans with freshly decapitated heads, limbs, and body parts. These frigid husks have a chance to spawn one of the following, an elite or a treasure goblin. There is a red cloaked horror and various demons that are in the event. I have yet to see the red cloaked horror. I've been playing this, so maybe I have to level up more before I can find that guy. Um, yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of it. There's some uh, things in here that show the events. The, the map shows the location of the frigid husks and some of the frostbitten villagers to help you visualize density farming routes. Orange circles equal events. Skulls equal frigid husks. These drop a blighted fragments. Chance to spawn treasure goblin for legendaries and unique. Yellow star equals frostbitten villagers. If they aren't there, camp that spot and kill respawns until they randomly spawn. Shares respawn rotation with the group of mobs and idol of shaman. There's a quest line with this as well. Um, you can talk to the bard for stuff. There's a whole like thing, you know, questions and answers in here, which I'll leave you to go ahead and talk to Gillian about, and I don't want to spoil it for you. Over on Maxroll, we have the Midwinter Blight Holiday Event, last updated to December 13, 2023. This one is by Dreadscythe, who does such amazing work um, with these kinds of details, much better than I could hope to write ever, honestly. He's really, really good at this, and I'm sure some of the other people at Maxroll are really, really good at this as well. So here's some stuff. Let's see. The Midwinter Blight Holiday Event is a limited time event that rewards cosmetic items from December 12th until January 2nd. Look below for all the information on the event itself. It starts with Gillian the Bard, who is our guide. Over the course of the event, the blighted forces of the red cloaked horror descend on the fractured peaks. Can this zone catch a break, says Treadscythe. That's kind of funny. Gillian, a lovely bard in Kiyovashad, assists you on your cheerful adventures of dishing out justice on these merry fiends. Collect items and convert them into proofs to increase your in Tribune rank. These proofs are used to unlock rewards and you can obtain cosmetics along the way. So here's the mechanics. The simple way to describe this event is a little bit of Season 2's Hunter Acclaim along with Season 1's Malignant Heart Crafting. Defeat the Blighted. Start your collect to start your collecting, you first need to go out in the wilds of Fractured Peaks and look for the following. You're looking for Blight Fiends, which are little tiny things. Um, frigid husks. I guess the blight fiends are a category. There's like these little ones that almost are the size of like the smallest creatures. Like the, they're not, I don't know if it's imps or whatever, but it's like those little guys will come running out to you. And they are, they're hysterically funny to me because they will find like there's an event out there with a, looks like a broken wagon that's sort of glowy. And these little guys will dance around it in a circle and you know you can just like shoot them down and start fighting this and get you know the stuff you need there's also these other figures with wings they look like sort of like ladies with wings if you've been to uh some of these events or some of these areas like i think it's nostrava or something like that i think it's nostrava they have like things like that winged ladies that want to shoot you and hurt you with magic i guess um, so they're in there as well. They can freeze you temporarily. I've learned that the hard way. And then there's a bigger one that has like a tree trunk in its hands. It wants to knock you down. So there's that. The frigid husks, I think we talked about a little bit. They are literally husks made from the remains of fallen victims of the blighted. They can be destroyed for their respect turn in respect turn in items and then the blight fiends are the main rank and file of the blighted forces they can be regularly found in the region and are part of blight themed local events they can be destroyed for their respect turn in item and then the red cloaked horror which i have yet to see 
is a Khazra-looking thing with too many horns and a battle axe and wearing some actual armor and a red cloak. The red cloaked horror is the main baddie of the Blighted and the Holiday event. It only has a chance to appear when you complete the mastery of the Blighted Revelry event. It's hidden, it is hidden in the zone, so take up your best horse and get looking. When hunting the red cloaked horror, it doesn't hurt to bring a few friends along. Okay, that's going to be interesting. Now, I'm pretty good with the crossbow with the rogue that I'm on where I can, you can kind of stay off, you know, whatever you're trying to shoot. And a little thing will pop up that'll tell you what creature is there, and you can just start shooting. That might work out for you. Uh, not, it's not a permanent solution. It's a good way to get started, and I think I might try that with this this monster, too, if I ever encounter one. Uh, there is a way to gather uh, midwinter blight items. So you, the blight fiend drops a blighted fragment. The frigid huska drops a lost heirloom. The red cloaked horror drops a red cloaked trophy. So what you want to do is keep killing these things until you complete all the way through tier three of the midwinter tribute. But you can also talk to, from what I'm understanding, you can also talk to uh, Gillian about different things that might um, help you out as well. Let's see. Yeah, after you've gathered a good amount of these items, return to Midwinter Square in Kiovashad. Go over to the collector's table where you can where each can be exchanged for a midwinter proof. This raises your midwinter tribute tier naturally and allows you to spend your midwinter proof at Gillian. Blight fiends, you need 300 uh, blighted fragments, and it gives you one midwinter proof. Frigid husks, you need 30. Lost uh, heirloom equals one, and of the midwinter proof. And a midwinter proof. The red cloaked horror is a the red cloaked trophy for the midwinter proof. There's a bunch of pictures down here about stuff you can do and what it looks like and how this works out. There's also um, a freebie award in there, and um, I don't think it's just for. There are some. There, okay, there's a few things in there you can get, but there's a shard of dawn offensive aspect. There's a dagger you can get if, but you have to go to the Tahal shop to get it. It's free. Um, I think I picked it up. <laughs> Not 100% sure, but I think I did. I hope I didn't drop it. And then there's like a whole bunch of other stuff in here you can look at. There are some back trophies and weapon cosmetics that relate to this. I don't think I've gotten any of those yet. But yeah, you should talk to Gillian whenever you can to get something or other. And I guess I'll have to go find that out. But I was having a really good time playing the Midwinter Blight holiday stuff. I'm not done yet. I'm getting closer. Um, I find it interesting to see just how much more grotesque that statue can become as you level up. I think that's kind of a neat thing. It's, I don't know, it's kind of reminds me, it's got like a goat skull or something on the top of it, I think, if you level up high enough. And it reminds me of like, there's, um, I think there's a Swedish thing with a goat or a horse head and it just, I don't know, it kind of fits all of that kind of aesthetic and it's kind of neat. There's a video here on YouTube from Darth Microtransaction who talked about the Midwinter's Blight and it's a five minute long video. So if you want to hear more about that, you could check that out on his YouTube channel, Darth Microtransaction TV, and it'll explain things probably better than I just did. So you might want to do that. He seems to know what he's doing. The free dagger I talked about is in Tahal's shop for Diablo 4. It is the Azure Hand Backstabber, and you get that from the in-game shop. You just go there, you get it. It was previously a Twitch drop. This is according to Wowhead, posted by Jen Artras. And uh, yeah, it's, it was a Twitch drop reward for those who watched Diablo 4 streams in June after the game's initial release. If you had already claimed this weapon cosmetic back in June, this will not appear for you in the shop. Um, I got it. 
I don't think I ever watched anything long enough to get it, but I got it, I think. I'll have to check it out again, but possibly might work. Wowhead also has another article by Jen Artros, which is not me, by the way, just in case you thought maybe it was. It's not. Um, how to collect all Diablo 4 Midwinter Blight Cosmetics total event cost. Here's what you can do. There's a... Uh, the holidays have reached the fractured peaks and the midwinter blight is here between festive cosmetics and fiendish horrors players looking to avoid a lump of coal have several rewards waiting for them in the first diablo 4 holiday event those looking to collect everything that the event vendor has to offer are in for some farming though it costs 450 midwinter proof to obtain every cosmetic plus the limited time aspect shard of dawn aspect there's some things you can get there's a whole list here of all the things you can get and how many midwinter proofs this is going to take to get it it's probably going to take a while. This isn't going to be a holiday thing that lasts uh, forever. It's also not going to be... You'd have to be quick to get all these things, I think. And if... I'm not sure if the rewards are class-specific or not. So, I mean, you could technically roll up another, like... If I get my rogue through this, maybe I'll bring in my... You know, make a new barbarian and get in and, and see what he can get or she can get. Whatever gender I pick at the time. I don't know. There's also Gillian's Brew, which is a powerful elixir with large XP bonus in Diablo 4's Midwinter Blight event, written by Arctane at Wowhead. And there's a picture here of this brew. It says, put some in your eggnog underneath it. It increases maximum life and lucky hit chance by 15% and experience gained by 15% for 30 minutes. You can only have one elixir of these at a, active at a time. You get it from, uh, where do we get this from? It's available to players to obtain during the Midwinter Blight event, which grants a whopping 15% increased maximum life and lucky hit chance, as well as a 15% experience bonus. This is huge for those looking to make that final push to level 100 during the Season of Blood, because all other elixirs, such as the Elixir of Resourcefulness, only provide a 5% increase to experience gained. So you want this. Gillian's Brew will be able to be purchased from Gillian the Bard in the Midwinter Square in Kiovashad for one Midwinter Proof, or can be found in midwinter caches such as the midwinter spoils or greater midwinter spoils while playing in any of the event areas something in particular to note however is these elixirs will not be removed after the event ends so stockpile away and sip on your hoard of G gillian's brew for the rest of the season of blood and one more from wowhead from arctane there's an article titled frigid husks can contain treasure goblins midwinter blight diablo 4 i don't know if any of you have found the treasure goblins in there i've found a few I'm going to read you what this says. It's written again by Arctane at Wowhead. While you're out spreading holiday cheer to any demons which may draw near, be sure to look for a gruesome decoration for what's inside may call for celebration. Okay, that's clever. I like that. Players who have been on the hunt for the red-cloaked horror will surely come across the frigid husks that dot the landscape. These totems, made of human remains, contain not only lost heirloom, but have a chance to spawn a treasure goblin as well. It's not currently known if players have a higher chance to find treasure goblins from frigid husks if they have been on the good list from Santa this year or not. What we do know is that the treasure goblins are actually fairly common, meaning the more chances at legendaries than ever before. It's a nice surprise gift for players to see in their travels during midwinter blight. So let me tell you about my experience with the treasure goblins. First off, for me, they are harder to catch and kill than in Diablo 3. Those were a lot easier to like track down and get. It worked out pretty well in most cases for me there. I'm having trouble with it. I think I've probably opened up the uh, frozen husks 
enough times to find at least five treasure goblins, and the first thing they do is run me through a mob, which is what treasure goblins do, to be fair. But I did kill one, and I was super excited about it because I thought that I never would get that to happen at all. I don't even remember if I got much gold or what it was exactly, but I was just like, I've got one, yay, finally. You know, it was kind of an exciting moment for a minute there. And to end out the show, there's some Blizzard Legacy Collection trading cards from Upper Deck. And it's a box, and it's cost $24.99, and it's, uh, this is on the Upper Deck store, so it's not through Amazon or anything like that. So here's what you get. The box configuration has seven packs per box and eight cards per pack. Product highlights, one blaster exclusive horde parallel per pack on average. There's an asterisk after that. I'll see what I can figure out with that one. One Herodric cube insert per box on average. Another asterisk. Look for rare blaster exclusive molten core parallels. Chase inserts include art of Samwise, emotes, ultimate ready, and the innkeeper's collection classic cards. And there's a number of them in, in that you can see on this site. Yeah, so this is what it says. Debuting in 2023 is Blizzard Legacy Collection, a premium trading card set that celebrates Blizzard Entertainment's legacy of games and iconic franchises. Featuring a 200-card base set, collectors can look out for retail-exclusive colorful base set parallels, including Horde Parallel with Red Foil and the Molten Core Parallel on Patterned Foil Board. Collect thematic inserts using, or including... Uh, collect Ultimate Ready, Celebration of Overwatch Heroes' Ultimate Abilities. Gather the Innkeeper's Collection capsule, uh, ca Classic Capsule Cards, featuring Hearthstone and Mini Cards inside. Look for Overwatch Emotes, Lenticular Motion Cards, featuring the most popular emotes used by players. Discover Di Diablo Herodric Cube Square Die Cut Cards, and create your own custom Herodric Cube. The asterisks go to this sentence. Stated odds reflect an average of the entire production run. No ratio is guaranteed to exist within an individual pack, box, or case. So there's the trading cards feature, and there's a blaster thing. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I guess you could get them directly from Upper Deck. You can add it to a cart on the Upper Deck website if you want to do that. I'm sure the art is fantastic. I can see some of it sitting here on this page, but I don't know that I'd have a real use for it. But some people do. I mean, there's a lot of people that are very, very into collecting cards with art on it, especially if it's something that they like. If you play some Blizzard games, this might be for you. I don't think it's for me, but the art is cool. At the very least, I can I can you know honestly say that I think the art that they're showing in here is really neat and that's where I'm going to end the show. You have been listening to episode 438 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game. Our in-game community and clan both named Shattered Soulstone are open to anyone who would like to join. You could also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter at Shattered Stone as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening.